Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 is back alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us without the grant, the, the great Lance Lee today. But David Reed in the chair for the chairman of the oh, board. Look at him back there. Hey. Also, hey. Beautiful Opry Lance. We miss you though, Lance. That's right. Also, the, the bath salt bandit, Jakob Swanson, helping us out today as usual. Gentlemen. Good morning. Good going? morning. Hutton, thank you for helping me with my microphone. Yeah, what was this incident? Did you get the photo? Can, I got the you photo. You can follow us on Instagram, disturbing. Outkick360, and you can see on our story <laughs> that there are times where a one bro has to come to bat for another bro. <laughs> there was a lot, of, and help a lot out. of discussion about something being limp over there. <laughs> yep. That's uh, unfortunately a discussion quite often that happens. Here's the, here's In essence, I was the fluffer for Chad prior yeah. to today's show. Chad's, you need Chad's a, microphone, Chad's collar. You need a hard tip to this microphone. Okay, It's got to be hard. It's got to be taut, as one might say, taut. and not limp around the collar. And uh, my microphone was limp, and Hutton was helping me get the tip of it hard <laughs> on the microphone that way and on the shirt. And that's, that's yeah. what happened. To start the show. It was a great start I tried. to the show. I tried. Yeah. I don't know how well I did. You did well, very well. Right, thanks. Thanks. So yeah, thanks. The, the, it's a non-kid friendly beginning, and it's making me think of the game of Yahtzee. Oh, yeah. It's only, actually very kid-friendly. Only kid if your mind wants to go to bad places is yeah. it not kid-friendly. Oh, well, I think it's you're, very kid-friendly for those who don't have their mind in the gutter. You're lacing it with tone. No, well, I'm not lacing anything. The only thing being laced around here will be laced by Jacob. Uh, yeah. okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only type of lacing that I'm interested Further in. Further lacing it with content. It goes very far from the game of Yahtzee. The family fun night that I had of Yahtzee nice. last night where I chased a, uh, a full straight all night long, couldn't get it, and scored miserably in fourth place. Yahtzee. While my sister, the mathematician, is telling me the probabilities of what I'm trying to do are small, ensuring that I can't do it. So, uh, saying laced made me think of this also. Quick show recommendation for you guys. Okay. I've been talking about it. Uh, Jakob Swanson has picked up on this show. I don't want to do this that often in case I feel satanic. really passionate it's about a show. Sat sat then I will, show. I will, uh, I will, it does sound satanic, but it's not. Um, the Serpent on Netflix. It is a BBC production, originally. BBC kills It me. is a true story. It's not a documentary. It's a dramatic show based on actual events about a guy who uh, laces a lot of things with drugs to drug people all over Asia. That happened in the 70s. So uh, that show I highly recommend. Paul, will you be watching the show? You you took my advice on zero 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 on Amazon. I've heard this is like. bingeable. Like quickly, you can. I've got a running this. list in my uh, notes on my phone where one of them is TV slash movies. I will add it in there. You know, I've, I juggle like stuff that I watch with Teresa, stuff that I. So would this be a Teresa show or not? Knowing what you know this, of our TV watching together, or is this something I'm watching? After she's asleep, where I'm sneaking in an episode or two before bed. I think it's probably an after Teresa's right. asleep show. Uh, not because it's uh, salacious or oh. anything, just because I don't think she would be as into it as you would yeah. be into All right. it. So I'll, I'll put it towards the top of the list. You know, I've got my sisters in town, my brother's coming for the weekend, so some stuff's just getting pushed back. Uh, but I'll get there. So, zero, uh, zero, zero, I took probably a full year to get to. Well, I don't want to, uh, I, I don't want to give recommendations on shows or movies lightly on this show. That's the first one that I'm giving. And I wanted to wait until I got through it uh, to give the full recommendation. How many I, episodes? I fully recommend The Serpent on Netflix. How many episodes? Eight. They're, all, they're all right at an eight, hour. Eight is a very popular number right now, and eight hours is a very popular length. And like you're saying, you can knock that out in two, two big nights. Two or, yeah, two or three days, or a weekend, Yeah. right? I don't know how most... Uh, married with kids guys are but Get their TV my television watching is my wife goes to bed early and I'll stay up a little bit later but I go to bed pretty early probably 10 30 to 11 normally 
So I get the, the solo television time, and I start watching my show that my wife won't watch. So I'm watching The Serpent. And then I get 10 minutes into The Serpent, and I get on a text chain with you guys or with someone else, and I'm not watching the show, and The Serpent has some rewind. subtitles. <laughs> so I have to pause the show, right. get back to the text chain, so I'm all in on the text chain, and then by the time I start the show again, I get halfway through an episode. Yeah. Like, I'm on about a 30-minute clip a night where yeah. I watch about a half an episode a night, and then I'm going to bed. Or the hour show turns out to take you an hour 45 or an hour 50. It's a two-hour show. Yeah. I was doing that with 000, which had a lot of subtitles also. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't cheat it. I also never thought I'd be in a position in life where it would take me four different sittings to watch a movie. <laughs> But if there's an actual movie that I start, I'm not finishing that thing for a week. I'm not going to sit down and watch two hours of a movie. I'll watch it in 20-minute increments until I get through it. It's hard. If it pulls me in enough to finish it. It's harder and harder. I'm intentionally watching repeats of, like, I'm a big fan of The Good Wife, which I thought was an excellent series. It's now. This is not something I knew about. Yeah, it's excellent. It's now replaying on one of those channels that just replays old shows. I'm taping it. And I feel like it's an easier show to fall asleep to because I'm vaguely familiar with what happens and I'm not on the edge of my seat, so it's not got the potential to keep me awake the same way the serpent probably will. And I need something that's more a wind-downable thing than a keep-me-up potential. Hit us up on Twitter, at Outkick360. We're watching the, the live stream there. Shout-out to Catfish Jake. Jake. And the Catfish Jake Foundation representing today on the mug, and we're representing Catfish Jake with the 360 Masters, which is coming up at Top Golf on Thursday, June the 10th. You can sign up online through the Twitter account at Outkick360. You can find the link there Thursday, June 10th. We hope you'll join us at Top Golf Nashville. All the proceeds go to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Tennessee. Looking forward to it. If you're watching us on Twitter right now, retweet. Boom. That's right. Yes. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Even if you're David David and want to comment on our outfits. David, Whatever David, you want to comment on. Disappeared. Please, if you want to comment on the uh, political story of the day, that seems to happen on the YouTube feed also. Just nah, do that. Don't, don't comment it. however you want on the YouTube feed. We, we, we love you. Say whatever way. you'd like on the YouTube feed. Absolutely. One other thing. Uh, you mentioned the, the Outkick uh, 360 Masters. Hutton. Looking forward to that event. Someone brought this to my attention on Twitter, and I think it's a, a good idea as we move forward as a show. And if you're listening, we'll talk at times about things in our studio. If you're watching, you can see behind me or behind Paul different items in our studio. Uh, someone submitted something they would like to donate for our studio that they could see on the show every day. And I don't think that's a half bad idea, where if you want to submit something or show us something or tell us something you think would look good in the studio, a piece of uh, sports, pop culture, memorabilia, anything, uh, we've got a Jeff Jarrett guitar behind Hutton right now, just to show you some of the diversity of items with we the have show behind tie us. Yeah. yeah. So if there's something that you think ties in with the show, uh, ties in with uh, sports, entertainment, anything, let us know. Uh, hit will. us up on Twitter, Outkick360, and interact with us on Twitter. Um, we will take calls on this show at some point, but until then, our interaction comes with you on social media. So uh, let us know what you're thinking on Twitter, at Outkick360. Uh, a show tie-in that debuts today on OutKick, Primary Complaint. That's coming up in about 40 minutes. We have the Tennessee Power Hour every day at noon central, 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, looking forward to a lot of discussion there with uh, the Titans and the forgotten draft need of this team as they go into the, the NFL draft in a couple of weeks, two weeks from tomorrow, actually. Uh, we'll get into the Tennessee Vols landing some big recruits for their basketball program. And the very latest on the Nashville Predators, which through FanDuel last night, two of the three of us won a little cash. FanDuel.com slash OK360. You didn't do it? I'm, I, but I'm, I'm willing to listen to Hutton's next suggestion because he brought this to the table yesterday. And the Preds go out and win 7-2. to two. Wish uh, betting more. the Preds uh, straight up. And I forgot to place the bet. And I said I was going to go with Hutton's heart on this bet because my heart in betting has not been as profitable. Lately, so uh, Hutton, if you've got another suggestion, I'm taking it. Well, this next we'll time. it's not as if Hutton and I are not filled with a degree of regret in that we didn't put more on it. That's always yeah, should have gone all in. Regret. Yeah, <laughs> we should put it all on the Preds last. Push night. it all in. Uh, we'll get into more of that uh, coming up. 
Uh, the NFL draft, with all the headlines, and we'll get into uh, many of the headlines of the day, but we'll start with the draft. Um, the, the player that I have not heard much of throughout all of the debate, and there's not much debate surrounding him, which is also a little weird, is Trevor Lawrence. Where is the conversation about the number one overall pick to the, to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, even in the, he's being compared, he's the next, he's the, he's the best quarterback in the draft since Andrew Luck. Well, even Andrew Luck was compared to RG3 and whether or not the Colts should draft RG3 over Andrew Luck. Now, there, it, it wasn't, you know, a 50-50 split. I mean, the Washington traded up for RG3 in that draft uh, and, and went after their quarterback. But there is no debate. In a draft that features five top 15 picks at the position, uh, potentially top 10, that we're not discussing at all the number one overall pick in the draft to Jacksonville. It's an it's a interesting topic. Uh, you and I were chatting a little bit uh, ago. I think part of it is um, even when you've had a singular quarterback in the past, and as recently as last year, uh, Joe Burrow was one, Tua was second, but he wasn't until fifth. Uh, Murray was one the year before. Daniel Jones was second, a questionable second for most people, and he didn't go till sixth. Uh, you know, Mayfield was one in 18. Darnold was second, he didn't go till, till third. The fact that these other quarterbacks are, this is my theory, the fact that these other quarterbacks are slated now to go two, three, and maybe even four, we touched on this yesterday when we talked about guys that we're not buying the hype on. Chad's was Wilson, mine was Jones, and we discussed that these guys are, are pushed forward out of team desperation to get the quarterback. So you're going up there and you're getting your guy, but it's maybe not because he's the next Elway. It's because you're so needy of him. So mm -hmm. I think in this draft, the consensus is that, that, um, that Jacksonville is getting the guy. To me, these other teams are getting guys that you're awfully hopeful but, about. But there's not a debate uh, that any of them are as good as Lawrence, even though somebody tried to, Chris Sims is trying to stir that up. And look, he, all he did is get killed. For but it. even in the age of debate, of manufactured debate. Can't, you can't manufacture this they, one. There's no but it, it's sitting right there on a platter where Justin Fields has the connection with Urban Meyer. Yeah. And even first take doesn't touch it. Well, even Urban Meyer told Peter That's a King, great point. That is the direction we're leaning, which is a huge headline this day. You know, it used to be you'd hold up, you know, you held up Patrick Ewing's jersey as soon as you won the lottery. Didn't the Knicks have his jersey at the damn, <laughs> yeah. at the damn lottery? Well, they knew when they won the lottery, yeah, they, they were going after Patrick Ewing. And I'm not trying to say that he's not the number one. He is. Well, it's but not. We, it, it, we start with. The rest of the quarterbacks. Right. We just I think the discussion Trevor too. Lawrence. I think the Trevor Lawrence discussion comes immediately after the fact when you start saying, "Okay, him with Urban Meyer and all that." There's going to be plenty of that, but it's not before; it's after. So you talked about manufactured debate, right? And, and even Andrew Luck being compared to Robert Griffin III. I hate when things are artificially manufactured in anything, like a, a, someone that has an opinion that's not legitimate or not not again. yeah not authentic. Yeah. That's a better word for Same. it. Thank you, Paul. That's not authentic. Um, that just throws the opinion out there to be controversial or to get a conversation going. I hate that. But I find myself rooting for this to happen <laughs> with Trevor Lawrence because there's no conversation about him. I want one person that I like and know and trust that knows the process to say, you know, this is where Trevor Lawrence really lacks. And there's not a single facet of his game that anyone says that about. And it's, it's almost maddening now that that's the case. Well, how about this? I mean... Let's create, let's create the actual debate. If you're going to debate this, here's how I would look at it. I would look at it and say, uh, you know, look, the Bears aren't a very smart evaluation team, but they took Mitch Trubisky. Uh, they traded up for him. Traded up for him. And where were the quarterbacks in that draft? They were at 11 and 13 um, in, in uh, Mahomes and Watson. And we look back at that and we say, how could you have missed on that? And it wasn't, look, I mean, I don't know that people love Trubisky, but there wasn't a huge clamoring that year like, oh, my God, how did Mahomes last until 11? Or, oh, my God, how did Watson last till 13? And both of those teams traded up for their guy. Right. 
So I think you could ask the question this year, like, why is there no hole punching? And usually we do see even the best guy. Here's where you're on to something, mm -hmm. I think, Hunt. Usually we see even the best guy, because the draft is so late, because there's so much time, we see even the top team with the top player come to ways to punch holes in him. Oh, this guy's red hair, and red-haired guys don't do <laughs> yeah, well. We heard that about Andy Dalton, right? <laughs> they, they find stupid ways to punch holes into guys because they have so much time to sit and look. Look, I like these glasses, but if I look at them long enough, You'll talk yourself I'm out going to find something I don't like about them. And we haven't heard that, and I think there is where you're on to something. Well, it's not. Again, I hate artificial debate for the purposes of debate where you're just making stuff up. But I'm almost rooting for that to happen because there's no talk about anything being wrong with Trevor Lawrence at all. And I don't, I'm not trying to – I don't want a hit piece on the kid or oh, anything like that. I know. But just honest well, football discussion about Trevor Lawrence as a franchise quarterback that's not just, oh, almost, he's the greatest uh, prospect since Andrew Luck. And I bring it up today because we, I we're almost to the point I – was, I was on with Clay this morning. We're to the point where we're not even discussing Zach Wilson. It's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then, okay, who should be the third quarterback Well, taken? there's no debate really about that those are going to be the guys taken. But where we're missing out maybe is uh, we're granting – I don't know that we're granting Wilson it, but we're certainly granting Trevor Lawrence sure thing status. Yes. And what happens when you grant sure thing status in the NFL? Like in basketball, I mentioned Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing was a sure thing, right, you know. In football, though, sure thing guys are not sure things all the time, particularly at quarterback, where we've seen some sure thing quarterbacks. I mean, look, Winston or Mariota, we, we all said, I think, one of the two of them yeah, the is 50, going to be yeah. a long-time, big-time quarterback. That, that draft didn't produce a long-term, big-time quarterback. Uh, Goff and Wentz. You know, you want either of them right now? I don't. Um, so, you know, Lawrence, I think we're talking about at a higher level than either of them, but we haven't had the conversation about, you know, we've seen sure thing guys. Not well, at least Goff has played thing. in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and, well, you know, going back to the draft you mentioned with Mahomes and Watson, I mean, that, that was a draft where, that featured first-round quarterbacks hitting. Um, hitting and hitting later than, I mean, if uh, they should have been drafted 1-2. Yeah, but you mentioned four in the top 15. I mean, that, that's similar to what we're faced here, yeah. you know. And, and the debate starts at three with San Francisco. I, I think the debate needs to start at two, personally. Right. But you're right. The debate starts at and three. And maybe it does. Maybe the Jets Zach Wilson playing everybody. Zach Wilson's foregone conclusion you know? the Jets. Yeah. Jets can do whatever they want. I, I really think that the big debate topic has been Justin Fields in this draft mm -hmm. and, and with the quarterbacks. He's kind of fun. But here's the thing. I, I, I think people are sleeping on Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a great one. I think it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, if I had a pecking order in and this draft. And there's not been a ton of Justin Fields debate, even though Orlovsky thing about him came and went relatively quickly, which I don't mind. Look, I, I hate overhyped draft stories that just go on and on and on. And I don't find that there's a draft story here that I'm sick of, so I, right. I, I like that. But right. you raise an interesting point. Like, somehow it's different this year. I wonder if, if no combine triggers that at the Maybe. start. From Maybe, media with all the discussion that goes on. Uh, we will discuss NFL players and the decisions that some of these players are making on specific teams, not to show up for the offseason. We hit on the reasons why the NFL should be on board with this earlier this week. Uh, we'll get back into that. Uh, plus, uh, a lot uh, to discuss, Chad, with the world of sports and game shows combining. Yes. A couple of, well, there's uh, two quarterbacks, one former, one current quarterback uh, hosting a game show, another game show coming this summer uh, hosted by Peyton Manning. But I, I want to get into Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy and hosting Jeopardy and the prospects of Aaron Rodgers doing both quarterbacking an NFL team and being the host of Jeopardy, which is what he wants to try. There's also a big story or a big story for Major League Baseball uh, that made my body hurt today. I'll, I'll explain that next on OutKick 360. OutKick 360 rolls on. Primary complaint coming up in about 30 minutes. Looking forward to that. 
Guys, uh, saw the story this morning with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yadier Molina will catch his 2,000th game for the same club. That's the first time in MLB history that a catcher will have caught 2,000 games for the same club. And when I read this story and just saw the headline, I thought my knees started to hurt. Because when you just think about 2,000 games for nine innings and what that means for the, the toll on the body, that, that makes me ache thinking about doing that. It, gives, it makes my quad sore. I think everyone has a different physical reaction to hearing that, not just knees, but... My knees pop. That is uh, quite the toll on the human body to catch for that long. And what, what a great player he's been for the Cardinals. I watch 11-year-olds catch. 11-year-olds, elastic kids who, you know, have boundless energy. And I'm sympathetic to them. Yeah, their knees getting are almost up, gelatinous. Chasing right? a pass ball, you know, getting back down in the crouch, getting it. We're talking about it with parents at this game. And we're like, these poor, like, why would a kid want to be back there? Well, be, Baseball, so, all this fun stuff going on, and then you're down there in the dirt. So 2,000 major league games. Think about his path just to get to the majors and how many years that would tally up yeah. squatting. It's a very, very <laughs> it's, it's a position I don't job, get. Too. I've never uh, – it's the one position I didn't play growing up, playing baseball, never put on catcher's equipment in a game, never I, – I just don't I, – I, I admire those guys who play that position, but I just don't get it. I don't know how you, one becomes good at it. It's just a, a really – a uh, curious position in sports there's, to, me, there's to catch. A thankless mindset to it to a degree. Uh, you're controlling the game a lot more than you get credit for from a lot of people in terms of the pitcher and the defense. Um, I think a hockey goalie, you know, grueling in probably more of a fashion, but not in a daily fashion. And you get glory as a goalie, right? As a catcher, you know, the the pitch to pitch work. You're not getting glory for it. And it's up and down and up and down and up and down. I remember, I don't know about you guys as a, as a kid, as you saw the development, you know, the, uh, the chin, chin protection, the thing that hangs, or the triangle pads that went behind the yeah. knee. And even that, you know, some of that stuff developed when I was really at my formative age watching baseball. And I'm thinking, well, you know, they're talking about that making a big difference for the guy. But how much of a difference can it really, you know, slightly more comfortable over the course of nine innings of squatting and getting up and squatting and getting up? I, I'm i with you, Hutton. It makes me hurt just contemplating the rigors. And, of and then he gets to the plate and mashes. Yeah, you know? it's, it, you know, even the process of watching a guy, you growing up playing baseball and watching the guy put the catcher's equipment on makes me hot. Like Hutton talked about the physical reaction of your knees hurting when you think about 2,000 major league games caught. But in the middle of July, when you're wearing that equipment, and like, like you said, going to the plate, mashing, and then going right back and putting all that equipment back on. I do think there's a special place for catchers who hit. Uh, well, you know, uh, um, a Gary Carter, uh, Carlton Fisk. Uh, people like Pudge that. Rodriguez. Because there are a lot, of a lot of teams, a lot of catchers, where you accept uh, a defensive ace who's going to give you, you know, a, a, yeah. a, an okay number at the plate, and you're making that trade-off for the defense. And to be frank, uh, you know, I'm at the point with the Yankees oftentimes where I, uh, uh, Gary Sanchez, you know, his defensive woes pain me to the point where sometimes I'll, I'll take the tight. Uh, the You'd rather have the defensive the guy. The defensive guy who's catching Garrett Cole. Uh, in exchange for the run, you know, uh, how many home runs is enough from Gary Sanchez to offset the the continual defensive misery? I haven't judged him yet this season, but once again, they spent an off season refining his defense. And at a certain point, you just decide the guy's not a very good defensive player. This is the last go round for that for Gary Sanchez. Can he be an everyday catcher or not? Or are you willing to sacrifice a certain amount of runs? on the defensive side in exchange for what he could do offensively where he's inconsistent also. I'd love to see a plus-minus for a guy. Like yeah. Gary Sanchez, how many runs are you responsible for? How many runs are you responsible for giving up because your defensive woes? Even though it's hard. they to, have those for guys like yeah. in the outfield of saving runs. Yeah. It's like they're, hard, they're uh, above replacement average. It's hard, even if the guys hit a three-run home run in the game, when you see him giving up a crucial pass ball that lets a crucial run score to – I don't know about you guys. I can't tell myself, well, he hit a three-run home run earlier, so that forgives his inability to catch that one-bounce throw from the outfield. 
I, I can't equate that in my head. That ball should, there should be a play made on that ball. If you can't make a play on that ball over and over and over, I, I'm, I, I tend to think over and over for the Yankees. When Gary Sanchez is at his next peak, go get something for him. Chad, you've been watching Jeopardy? I have. And this is going back even before Aaron Rodgers. Oh, game yeah. Show yeah, I love Jeopardy. I, I grew up watching it. Uh, played my dad after elementary school. I'd get home and we'd watch Jeopardy in the afternoon and go head to head. So I've got a long time uh, love of, of the show. One of Tom's games that doesn't require the hand eye coordination. That's right, yeah. He's yeah. So he's a, the, the man is a fan of games, that's for sure. Tom Withrow can play some cornhole. He can, yes. Uh, horseshoes, anything of that nature. Darts, he's very good at all those games. But I'm watching Jeopardy, and I'm watching Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. And while I think Aaron Rodgers is doing a terrific job as Is he still Jeopardy, on right now? Yes. Oh, so it's a two-week run. Yep, he's in the middle run. of a second week okay. right now. So he's, you can still watch. I think it's on uh, Fox at 3.30 maybe or 4.30 every day. Um, but I'm watching Aaron Rodgers, and he's very prepared. He's putting a lot into it. He's doing a really good job. But I don't know that if I can fairly assess any host of Jeopardy that's not Alex Trebek. It's almost like Alex Trebek is so intertwined with that show that no one can replace him so and host it. Off the air? David Reed was saying before the show, they almost need to change the game because it's just not Jeopardy without Alex Trebek. And I think that you watch Jeopardy and it's so different hearing Aaron Rodgers do it, even though I think he's doing a great job that I can't really get behind it. It's weird. Chad, old people want their Jeopardy. Oh, uh, yeah. They love Alex Trebek, but I think that they're able to both honor and respect the man and move forward. And without that half hour in their lives, it's just another hole uh, for the aged. It's just, uh, it's just weird. It's just odd to see and hear Aaron Rodgers on it. Well, so it, also, it affects my ability to, he to also, rate him as a host. How did you like so the it's other It's an replacement? unlucky draw, and I'm sure it's based on his schedule. It's an unlucky draw to have to be the debut guy. Well, he's not. So, he's They've not. had several of Yeah, Ken Jennings did it. Um, Dr. Oz. I know. Katie but of the celebrity, they Katie Kurtz already yet. done it? No, yeah. they haven't done it. Ken no, Jennings was the first to do it, I think. Of the celebrity run, I mean, they've got... Uh, Maya Bialik. Maya Bialik. Blossom. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Oz. But he's the first of this spring run of celebrity host. Are yes. we certain about that? Yes. I've heard people talking about how Dr. Oz was. I don't know. I think Ken Jennings has done it. I think that's it. I think that Aaron Rodgers... The story I was reading was that all of those guys and women would come after Aaron Rodgers. But this is... I thought Ken Jennings was good uh, when he hosted, but I I just... It's hard for me to fairly assess how they are because I I watch Jeopardy and it's Alex Trebek, right? Like, in your mind, it immediately goes to Alex Trebek. So when you don't hear Alex Trebek and see him hosting the show, it's off. How are you with Steve Harvey on Family Feud? I didn't get into Family Feud. See, I didn't get into Family Feud enough, so I don't know. Uh, Who was the guy after uh, Richard Dawson? That was my era of Family Feud growing up. Oh, it was the guy from Home Improvement. No, before that. It was Richard Carnes. Oh. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, (laughs) He did that, right? Yeah. yeah, Al did? Richard Carnes. I completely forgot about Richard Carnes hosting. I just skipped right right to Steve Harvey. The guy before that, he was like, he looked like every 80s and early 90s game show host. The guy before that. He looked like Pat Sajak a little bit. Like, you could put him and this guy and Pat Sajak in a lineup, and you wouldn't be able to identify the two I just need to of offer the aside where a match game with the, that stick microphone, the smallest microphone yeah. ever. That's the Bob my Barker favorite. microphone. That's my favorite. Does Bob well, Barker have the same? Like, that's super did. thin? He did. I love that microphone. Uh, Guys, can we get a couple of those microphones for us? Yeah, Bob Barker with The Price is Right used that microphone every, every day. Uh, and it, Drew Carey is a good example of this. Uh, that show has become Drew Carey's show. Over the years, Over time. because it's so removed from Bob Barker, Bob Barker you just now. Just need the time. Um, I, I I feel like again, it's so top of mind with Alex Trebek that it's going to be tough to to not think of him initially. And you're right, you're showing me the photo right Ray now. Ray Combs is the the host. The from Eighty-eight feud. to ninety-four. That was my era as wow. a kid of watching. And does he not look like every talk show host of that era? I mean, he looks he looks like Pat Sajak to me. You could say this is, you know, the, like the wrong Sajak answers and, only. And every car dealer on TV. I'm going to tell my grandkids this is Pat Sajak. You know, the, the whole meme with that when I see this picture. Quickly, if I may, um, both Rap Sheet and Schefter report uh, Jadevian Clowney to the Cleveland Browns. One year, $10 million. Again, I express relief 
when uh, an option for the Titans that I don't want on the Titans signs somewhere else, assuring that he can't be on the Titans. I was on Cleveland Talk Show Radio, uh, Talk Radio this week, Chad, and I, I took your line. I meant to give you credit for this, and I really amped it up. These guys asked me about him, and I said, fellas, you, you can't really understand Jadavian Clowney. You have to it's a, understand the mystical uh, his influence on a game without st any statistical oh, yeah, that, yeah. impact. I took if you, if were, you don't see the impact this guy's <laughs> making on a game, then you don't know football. That was my uh, the weakest take from Titans fans. They were, you criticized Jadavion Clowney at all. They were eating it up. Now he's going to play opposite Miles Garrett, which is a whole different deal than playing opposite Harold Landry. For, who's about, playing, for, for about four games. Yeah, who's playing. Then he'll go to IR. Yeah, the, it's different than playing opposite <laughs> Harold Landry, who's playing 180% of the snaps <laughs> <laughs> um, with, with nobody behind him. Um, but look, I think Jadavian The Clowney's idea of Jadavian Clowney is, is great. The idea is wonderful. The idea is great, but he does not live up or meet the mark. I mean, he, he's going to injured reserve or he's going to miss a handful of games in your season. Yeah, and I think probably he knows. Uh, he probably got word that the Browns will be the next team to announce they're not going live to OTAs. As soon as oh. he heard that, he's like, sign me up. I'm in. I'm so <laughs> As long as I can do this from Houston on uh, Zoom, I'm in. By the way, I don't know how I, I didn't catch any of these other hosts on Jeopardy. I told but you. But Taylor writes in and says, I watch Jeopardy every day. And before Aaron Rodgers, Dr. Oz did it for two weeks. Thank Katie Couric did it for Thank two weeks. You. And before him, the executive producer of Jeopardy That's not the did it for I two saw. weeks. Are they, are they rotating uh, I, I haven't in seen, the week? I haven't seen any of those other hosts. I don't know. I think they started a while ago already. I mean, Alex Trebek's. Well, he said they all got two weeks. So yeah. they each had a two-week run. And Aaron Rodgers is on, on his now. So he's the last one. Then he actually benefits. Yeah, he he, he should be some, crushing it. Had some time. Can we bet on FanDuel about who's going to get the Jeopardy job? Like, that's something I'd like to actually see the uh, the Vegas odds on who's so going to be the next they, Jeopardy they host. So they tape, I can't remember what I heard, how many, five in a day? Like two, then lunch, then three? Well, so Aaron Rodgers like could. That. So it's conceivable that he He could do it in the offseason. They could film an entire year's worth of shows me, in an offseason. It's weird that he wants to. Oh, I do think it, it fits that. him. I don't perfectly. think it's weird at all with him. Yeah. To me, it's weird that he's an NFL quarterback. The way his brain works, like he's he's someone who's got so yeah. many bigger you interests that, than you football. See that arm? <laughs> yeah. He loves. That's what I'm saying. Like, but he's he the type of guy that he's just very talented at football. Here's my question, and I, I don't know if anybody knows the answer to this. If you guys know it, chime in. Do, do they see the questions before? I'm under the impression that Trebek, who I heard on a couple of interviews with Howard Stern, said that like he doesn't see the questions ahead of time, so he shares in the moment with the contestants. In which case, you have to be able to read some some pretty to me uh, diverse range of stuff, you know, where you're nailing a Greek yeah. mythological name in the moment. That's true. Which is quite a challenge. I, I I think these is Aaron Rodgers nailing these names. Surely in you the would moment? have the questions. He he said that he had he could see the answers uh, when you write down your answers on the screen. He could see the answers ahead of time. Whenever it said final jeopardy. Uh, yeah. Whenever the question was, why did you kick the field goal? Right, why did they, why coming. did they kick? Like that. He could see that in the moment as the guy was writing it. Yeah. So I have, I'm curious uh, about the operation of that. I have stumbled upon uh, an article with USA Today where they rank the best and worst Jeopardy hosts. Oh. And Alex Trebek's dead. Yeah. Would you guys like to guess who's dead last of the ones that we've Katie said? Couric was bad. Katie Couric was fourth out of five. Dr. Oz. Oh, see, I heard dead last about this. Dr. Aaron Rodgers is third. On this list, Ken Jennings second. I saw a couple of Ken Jennings. The producer number one. I saw him and Mike Richards, the producer, is number one. It says that he's got a sleek, cool delivery and has clever banter with the guest on his in his turn as host. See, the banter with the guest is my least favorite part of the show. I like the idea of someone like him getting it, right? Someone that know. deserves the job that we don't know. know. He's worked on the show for years. He was the executive producer that yeah. is good, and he gets a shot and he delivers. I, I like that story. But I think Aaron, I mean, I, again, I think Aaron Rodgers is doing a good job. That gives you a huge celebrity as the host. But it's just so hard to compare anyone to Alex Trebek. Well, see, I, think, I think it's more favorable to have a no-name than to have a, a celebrity in a lot of ways. Well, see, the key, the key is being conversational in between the questions. And the reason, like... Naturally. It, well, exactly. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. 
is great. He's got because he's got the banter in between the court in between the questions, like Regis, much like did. Regis. But yeah. when I watch it, I'm not thinking of Regis. I'm thinking of Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. You have to have also, you have to have the rapport as the host to be able to pull off the exactly what Trebek was great at, which was nailing every single question. The guy never messed up, but also having a, a personality with the with the different personalities that will come through that room on a daily basis. Also, Kimmel's third, right? Meredith Vieira was yep. in there. And yeah. How was she? I don't, I don't remember. She was, she was a lot like... Uh, a little drier. Yeah, like, Alex Trebek's very dry. You know, he wasn't a, a funny man when he was talking to the contestants or anything, but he just had a certain way about him that was so official. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I saw, I watched his, uh, on YouTube, there's a video of him being interviewed about getting the opportunity to host. And he said when he was on the show, there was such an aura around Trebek yeah. that he had such gravitas. You know, he walked into your dressing room and it was, oh my gosh, Alex Trebek is talking to you. Just his delivery and the way he was around people was so cool to see. Meredith Vieira had a little bit more of that and less jokey. You know, that's why I like someone like Kimmel in that role because they're funnier when they're talking to people. Um, so the next celebrity guest host of Jeopardy, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this now. The other people getting a shot at it, Anderson Cooper He'll is going to host for two He'll weeks. He'll be good. Savannah Guthrie from the Today mm-hmm. Show. She'll probably be good. She'll, I think she'll do a good job. Uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta is going to be a guest host. He's, he's 60 good. Minutes correspondent Bill Whitaker and then Maya Bialik are the uh, future celebrity guest hosts. Now, I don't think that uh, Anderson Cooper or Savannah Guthrie wants the job. Got I think they're taking time, the opportunity to be a guest work. host yeah. for two weeks, and that's it. I don't think they're, I mean, I think Mayan Bialik probably wants the Jeopardy job, right? I'm not trying to slight Mayan Bialik's career right now, but uh, I feel like she's probably, this is an actual, I think for Aaron Rodgers, he's looking at it like a career option tryout. The one thing about Jeopardy, I'm not a big game show guy, but I, and I don't, like if Jeopardy's on, I'm into it. I just never think to turn it on, right? Um, I like that it's got automatic pacing, right? We're talking about who wants to be a millionaire. There's always that long, you know, they play it out. Is that your final answer? We stall. It's, you, you know how slowly it's paced to create artificial drama. And there's only going to be so much in an episode. In Jeopardy, you know there's going to be two full rounds and a final thing. There's a lot. And it's going. An and they're going quick there's with a the pace. questions. Yeah. I, I like that pace. I don't like that slow, drawn out. Read your thoughts. Do you guys ever remember uh, on VH1 the World Series of Pop Culture? Yes. With Pat Kernan, yes. like a, an acre at some station in New York. I don't know why that guy's not on there because I, I, that was the only game show that I've besides Double Dare that I ever got oh, to was the World with Series with Mark of Summers. Yeah, that was his name, right? Yeah, Mark Summers, and then the blonde chick. Maybe I kind what of was her name? Her. Chad. Chad will remember. Chad will know her. I'm efforting that name right now. Because she was also on on NBA's Inside Stuff, I think. (laughs) Summer Sanders? Oh, Summer Sanders. Yeah. Was that Summer Sanders? She's also an Olympic swimmer. That's where she's first famous. Double Dare host. I may be way off. She screams Uh, a lot. Well, there's Mark Summers. <laughs> It'd be funny if there was Mark Summers and Summer Sanders. <laughs> well, Mark well, Summers is for we sure. We know what season they like the best. On Summer Sanders uh, swam. That was appointment viewing as a kid. Double dare. Yeah, I'm trying to. So um, after my time. There's a woman coming up as a host, but Eliza Koshy? Don't know. Don't know. Oh, a second revival of the series was hosted by Liza Koshy. How many revivals of a series I've never heard of are we going to have? Double Dare was uh, quite the show back in the day. Uh, Double Dare was revived recently, right? Apparently. Well, they brought it. With Liza Koshy. I think Reed was all the way in on that. Didn't you have a Double Dare shirt? I do, I do have a Double Dare shirt. I, I, it, the, the, this last iteration of it was absolute garbage. It was oh. nothing like <laughs> blew it. Mark Summers back in the Reed, day. I think you made up the blonde co-host. I, I don't no, see no, anywhere that was. No, she was, was, she was on there. She was like the, the assistant. assistant. Yeah. Find a sidekick? Like yeah, not really was, a co-host? Yeah. yeah. More of a sidekick? Only allowed to speak at very <laughs> special moments. Doesn't get equal billing yeah. or even a quarter of the bill. Might, like, might have some takes. It might be good. There might be bad. I feel like Jakob today. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's just sort of there. He's there. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is what that the woman was just you kind of there. You can speak to Jakob. No, What's so, your favorite game show? Hold Jacob it, this has, ought to be good. Jacob has told me in the past he's so entrenched in doing his job he that he really doesn't listen to what we say. <laughs> okay, listen to what I'm saying now. What is your favorite game show? 
Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> <laughs> See, the payoff is huge. When we get him, yeah. we get him. Yeah. I was Anybody was know the, anything about Legends of the Hidden Temple? I was assuming it was something on the dark web, like titled, <laughs> Guess That Drug. Can you tell us math, okay. math or crack? <laughs> can you give us a brief summation? Now it's time to play math or guess that math. <laughs> can you give us a brief summation of Legends of the Hidden Temple? First of all, Paul, he's right here. I don't know. I, have, yeah, I, don't know, Paul, I feel like it's Paul, this is Paul my has gone getting from whispering on this end to now yelling. <laughs> this is getting at this Jacob's end. attention voice. Uh, Legends of the, it's basically double dare. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's He's great. terrific. Oh, God. Oh, God, I love this. Basically guy. double dare. I just, uh, shout out to the, to the great staff. Lance not here today. We miss you, uh, Lance. But we do have a... Uh, oh, let's do a check-in. Yeah, a check-in with uh, Sleepy Danny. Oh, Danny boy. Uh, we have the photo of uh, Danny asleep do? on the gig. When he's awake, what does he do? Uh, he, he helps produce for the Outkick <laughs> OTT network. And uh, he it's helps post videos along with uh, Becca and Emma. Uh, who do a great job, and then we're, we're told that you know Danny Doesn't sleeps on the job. job. He's very Danny's tired. Here a... he is. This, this is this is Danny boy asleep. Wake uh, up. Uh, yeah, Danny. Uh, shout out to you, man. Hopefully you're awake for the show today. And and he he heard us yesterday. Props to him for for taking it the right way. But uh, well, I don't know this, if he's this is, the right uh, way. is he awake is Danny right asleep? now? If he's well, awake right uh, now, you know, he's I find it, it the right way. I, I find it in, like so. I don't know. Is mid twenties? How old is this guy? Got read. He looks like a younger uh, fella. He, you can't yeah, tell his age. I would that. say. I would say. His body looks young. Yeah. Body looks young. We can't tell. It's well rested. That you're seeing right <laughs> Very well right rested now. young body yeah. out to the wee hours of the morning. Very taut. Um, uh, here's what I think. <laughs> but I, Emma no. and Rachel should get prom, uh, raises. I, I think and this it guy takes, should get a pay cut. You know, it, it takes a lot of balls to show up and then sleep on the job. I think that. Um, right? I, I, think <laughs> we're, I think we're sleeping on Danny Boy here. I, I think this is like a. Uh, like the job interview in Step Brothers, where they asked about their Columbus Day policy. Uh, the first question in the <laughs> needs Boxing the, Day off. <laughs> there was like Columbus Day is a pretty big holiday for me. What's your what's your vacation policy on that? I think that Danny came to the job yeah. and said, "I require a forty-five minute micro nap every day say, at this time." I would say whatever demographic that is that keeps spreading the COVID amongst themselves, that's the demographic. <laughs> yeah. that there that's I the age range. Uh, and I think it takes huge balls, and I think somebody we should assign somebody to go over there and shave him. Well, speaking of balls. Yeah, yes, speaking of balls, manscaped.com slash OK360. That is the website to check out for all of the best in men's grooming. They have uh, supplied us with the 3.0, the great perfect package 3.0 kit. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes with everything you need to keep trimmed. It's even waterproof, which is perfect for the shower. Uh, you have the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver are essentials to avoid sweating and sticking. Plus, you get boxers, br boxer briefs in the travel package that you see there on your screen, as well as a travel bag. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code OK360. This is a, uh, I, I held the trimmer for the first time. And ergonomically, uh, it's, it's a very, very sleek product. I, I'm I'm an admirer of the the design. It's got the light on it also on the uh, trimmer. You turn it I on the light. To that. Oh, there's a the flashlight light, on there. You turn it on and the flashlight automatically comes on. And you're right. It is. We talked about the we talked about the Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the Bob Barker microphone. It's got a sleekness to this uh, the the trimmer also. That's uh, almost like a Bob Barker microphone. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with manscaped.com. Use the code OK360 at checkout. 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Outkick360 rolls on. You can follow us on Twitter at Outkick360. Follow us on Facebook. You can like the page there. You can also subscribe to the Outkick YouTube channel. You can stream the show live every day. Follow us for the latest podcasts as well. Downloadable wherever you get your podcast. A staple of the show, gentlemen, returns today. It is time for Primary Complaint. And, Paul, this is something that has been 
uh, a part of your coverage from NFL days, AFC South days of the past with ESPN. This dates back to the Tennessean before that. Uh, it's the first blog I did separate of this is back when blogs were like separate of your work, an additional thing. And at the Tennessean, I created my primary complaint, which was uh, often separate of sports in that time, always separate of sports, something that was my beef. If you know me, if you don't know me, I'm a complainer. Um, and so this was always something that irritated me about life and goings on. And uh, when you and I were talking about a, a show, we said that uh, you said it's got to be a staple of our show right out of the gate. It was the very first Wednesday of our show and has been and here it is. going forward. Here so we'll, it is. We'll start with us. I don't know if Jacob well, and, uh, and David want to contribute, and then we're going to grow it. Uh, your voices will quickly will find a way for them to be heard as we're well. We're going to give some examples of this, but the gist is simple. You can complain about one thing. Sports or non-sports does not matter, but you have one primary complaint. There is no secondary complaint. There is no accompanying complaint. It, you get one per week. And you can do this with no us complaint. on video, 60 seconds or less on the, the video aspect of this. You can email your complaint to 360 at outkick.com. The email set up for primary complaint 360 at outkick.com. Chad, we're hoping that we get a dozen or so of these per week and we'll have a self-contained segment of complaints. Yeah, we'll tweet that out right now also from Outkick360, the, uh, the address where you can send them and send us a video of you. We've got the video element of the show now uh, have from the start, and you can send us a video of your complaint. Keep it around 60 seconds if Last you can. Last is even better. Yeah. and uh, Yeah, it doesn't have to be 60 seconds, but around 60 seconds at the most, and let us know. And send us your primary complaint that way. And avoid the obvious. Look, we know people drive slow in the left lane. Uh, you know, what are the other things we hear the most? You know, if it's something you've complained about perpetually, not going to make the cut. We're looking for creative beyond the, beyond the norm. We give some examples for primary complaint. So my primary complaint this week is the breaking news aspect that ESPN places on these mock drafts that they put out for the NFL draft. Yesterday, bottom line during uh, a, a game, uh, during SportsCenter, you turn it on. Kuyper's mock draft. And it includes trades. As if he has any idea about the value of the fourth overall pick with Atlanta and whether or not they would trade with the Miami Dolphins and what that might look like on draft night. And we see the breaking news feed with the Kuyper mock draft. I... I'm all for intel and knowledge on what teams may be doing this time of year. But the idea that we're now having a fantasy league for mock drafts where we're going to mock trades and encourage trades. The Athletic did this. They encourage trades in their mock draft is dumb and it's clickbait. That's my primary complaint. That's a great one. Uh, I'm going to go to the world of softball. Maybe a bit of a surprise for some people out there. But... This is the story showing it right now at OutKick.com from Sam Amico. Hope is dope. North Texas pitcher strikes out all 21 in perfect game. Now, my primary complaint is not for young Hope Trotwan, the fabulous pitcher for the North Texas Mean Green that struck out all 21 batters in a game. My primary complaint is for the, whoever the coach is of Arkansas Pine Bluff I'm so disgusted with this coach, I have not even looked up his or her name to tell you that name because this person does not need to be mentioned on this show. <laughs> we name names, Other than to here. say, if you've struck out 14 or 15 times to start a game, 16, 17, the number could go up. At some point, you may want to, I don't know, lay down a bunt. <laughs> Make sure that you don't strike out every single batter in the game. Mix it up. Do something different. Or maybe, I didn't watch the game, Maybe he or she told one of the players to bunt, and they just couldn't do it because why? Bunting apparently is a problem. My beloved Atlanta Braves lost the other night because Ender Inciarte, a fast player who should be able to put a bunt down whenever he wants, could not get a bunt down in three attempts, <laughs> striking out on a bunt foul with runners on first and second in the bottom of the ninth with no one out. And because of that, the Atlanta Braves went on to lose to the Marlins in extra innings. The lack of bunting ability is a problem in the major leagues. 
And apparently it's a big problem for the Arkansas Pine Bluff softball team who failed to put a bat on the ball in fair play for an entire game. This is my primary complaint. Paul, your complaint. Look, I've got some culpability here. I am not innocent. But my primary <laughs> complaint, my primary complaint goes to Amazon. I shop a lot for Amazon, through Amazon. So uh, when I go to buy shampoo, I know it's hysterical that a guy's bald as I am buys shampoo, but there's some hair here. Look, hair here, hair here. When I take a shower, I use a little bit of shampoo. It's infrequent, and it's an infrequent purchase in my house. When I go to buy tea tree shampoo, which is what I've come to use over the years, I click on it, uh, you know, without paying close attention because I bought it before. And they're bait and switching me, and I end up with this, a liter of shampoo. (laughs) So I'm not buying shampoo anytime soon. Now, this was a while ago I got the liter of shampoo. Recently, I needed soap, and I bought soap. And again, I've bought this Dove soap that I use before. It comes up rather quickly on Amazon when I search for soap. I don't examine it particularly closely because, uh, you know, that's on me. But when I get 20 bars of soap... It seems a little excessive. And they know I'm not looking for 20 bars of soap. Who's buying 20 bars of soap? So I want to set an over-under. Like, how long does 20 bars of soap last? (laughs) I think Amazon is setting up now bait-and-switch things, where you buy a reasonable number or a reasonable size of something, and then the next time you shop for it, they've got 20 bars or a liter of that product set up at the top, so that you make a overpurchase. My primary complaint, Amazon. 20 bars of soap. Yeah. I got a big house, but finding a spot to put that was, <laughs> was, wasn't practical. I do like how you uh, had the humble brag there. You slipped that in. I've got a big house, I must, but I mean, come I on, that's admit, a lot of soap. I must admit that I have to store my bars of soap <laughs> in the laundry room because we have so many of them, like on a, on a shelf. So many bars of soap? Yeah, but I didn't get it from Amazon. I went to, you know, Did the you big box. Did you buy a pallet? Store. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's a box of, it's probably like 15 bars. Huh? Buy in bulk. You want to race to see who finishes <laughs> soap first? Who can bathe fastest uh, with their bars of soap? Uh, Do they melt? Odds on that? You, <laughs> Do what? You get some FanDuel odds? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's our next I want odds. FanDuel odds on everything. See, I didn't Jeopardy host. We need odds, I don't like. I, I don't like the idea of ordering that and having it left on the doorstep because of the, the melting, melting aspect. aspect. Is it not? Well, the thing is that we're home. Now. Maybe it doesn't My melt. My wife I don't works know. at Does home. Does soap melt? I, I guess it, it would. I think it could melt. Yeah, it could melt. But keep in mind, Paul's butler is there 24 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that Teresa's going to look kindly on you calling her a butler. But she does, she does work from home. So our boxes don't last too long on our porch. Now, she is a little paranoid about people taking stuff off the porch, but it's not like which a I don't bar, see happening. Right? Like but then I, again, I didn't see a naked guy on acid coming into our house at 2 o'clock in the morning either. So what kind of foresight do I have? And Paul, if you want to see another naked guy on acid, stick around until after the show. Jacob will accommodate you. <laughs> <laughs> that happens usually around I 3 mean, or 4 o'clock. I they were saying they were day. already hot earlier, so that might not even take the acid for the strip right. Hit us up on Twitter. At Outkick360. There's been a, a lot of uh, poking fun at the Dallas Cowboys for their tweet about Eddie George. I've got a, 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 an observation on an NFL organization acknowledging the fact that Eddie George was hired by the Tennessee State Tigers. That's next on Outkick 360.